Hi everyone, it's Kelly with Women For One, my fabulous community. I'm so excited to talk to you again with another fabulous woman. She is an incredible person that I've gotten to know over the last couple of months because she interviewed me on her radio show, What Women Want, which is nationally acclaimed, and we just instantly connected. So Judy Goss, I'd like to welcome to the show, and I'd like to first tell you a little bit about her. First and foremost, my favorite role in the world, she's a mom, and I, as you all know, I'm a mom, and I really bond with, with mothers um, that are in the workforce and that are doing things for women and serving women around the world, and that's what Judy is doing. She's also a, been a TV personality, uh, obviously a radio show host like I just talked about. Uh, she is a women's advocate, and she is the founder of an incredible organization that I want to discuss today with her and have all of you find more out about, which is called Over 40 Females. And I'm really excited to have you here. And welcome, Judy. Well, thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's exciting to be here. I'm really excited to talk to you because, you know, as we've talked, we had an instant connection and we were very aligned in our vision for women in the world. Definitely. So, yes, and really, really inspired about what you're doing. And we both get to do this incredible work where we get to talk to women that are doing great things for other women and for the world. Isn't it fantastic? And I love your part of it because you are bringing out in these women what we're supposed to really talk about. So it's just it's fascinating and fantastic to me. Yeah, definitely. So at first, can you just share a little bit? Every time we do one of these conversations, I like to call them, um, I want you to share a little bit about your journey and how you came to be where you are in your life today so that our community can kind of get to know you and have a frame of reference to talk a little bit more about what you're doing now. Sure. Oh, gosh, how far back should I go? <laughs> it started so long ago. Um, well, I was first in my early 20s, I guess. I was a high fashion model. So I really started out. I went to school um, first for about three years, and then I went into modeling and, and got to live all over the world. And after that, I realized that I wanted to get into the back-end part of the world, of, of the modeling world, which was casting and producing. I became an art buyer at a, an advertising agency in New York City, and I had a lot of fun doing that. And then from there, I went on to be an agent at two of the top agents in New York, agencies in New York City, Ford and New York Models. And then after that, I went on to be an editor for first Cosmopolitan magazines and then more magazines. So I really had a full round, uh, I guess, a total view of the modeling industry at that point and the fashion industry. And so I, at that point, when I was a, a, an editor at More Magazine, I wrote a book about the modeling industry called Break Into Modeling for Under $20, and St. Martin's Press published it. And at the same time, I was becoming, now this is kind of fast forward onto, I, I was the same time I was turning 40 when I was at Moore and when I wrote the book. And a lot of things were happening. The recession was happening and, and things were, you know, changing, moving very fast around me. So at that time, I was, I became Moore's national spokesperson for all of their TV and interviews and in the, in their beauty and fashion division. And they 
tapped me after that to be their spokesperson for their model search, which again, it seems like my life is always coming full circle. <laughs> so um, I went out meeting all of these women who were applying, you know, at the open calls around the country and, and all that. And they, they, you know, I traveled a lot for more. And this is really where the concept of over 40 females came about because I realized, and you know this as well as I do, that every woman has a story. And to me, women over 40 really had some great stories. <laughs> and I felt like, you know, not enough people were listening. So that's that's the kind of nutshell in how I uh, founded Over 40 Females. And I did build the company through a recession. Um, I ended up getting laid off for more and they gave me an incredible severance package and all that. And I just kept moving forward, uh, thinking that there was something I could do for women over 40. You know, it was a very agreeable uh, layoff, I should say, as, as agreeable as it could be. They gave me great sevens and health insurance. So I started giving back and writing about the women and really giving them their story to do with whatever they wanted. So um, the concept of over 40 females was born and I got another job and got laid off again. <laughs> and then I thought, you know what? I'm never working for anyone else ever again. I want to make this work and I feel like women over 40 are going to support me. So fast forward to today, we have 20 chapters around the country and uh, thank I'm so thankful that we keep getting national press all around this networking company. And I finally found a way to put permanent national press onto the Over 40 Females Networking Organization, which is my show, What Women Want Talk Radio. And it's based in L.A. It's based on latalkradio.com. It's internet-based. And we have over 35,000 downloads a month after just over a year on air. So I'm very proud to say that we are a networking organization now with press attached to it. And we are merging both to have the full momentum of really women everywhere. Wow. Talk about a story. I mean, it's just, <laughs> and what I love about your stories is that you followed, right? The energy of what needed to happen. And you just kept plugging along. We all were, went through that recession. We all had financial challenges, emotional challenges because of it, family challenges. And you just kept, you know, taking those steps and moving forward and manifesting and creating where you needed to go to create both of these organizations, the radio and the over 40 females. And can you talk a little bit more about the vision and mission that you have for um, over 40 females? Well, I always thought, like I said, that women over 40 didn't have enough of a voice um, or enough of a platform to be heard. So that was my basis mm -hmm. for, you know, starting the company. So it's funny because I never intended on opening a quote networking company right. <laughs> it just kind of started happening and um yeah i went through you know when i got laid off you know I'm, I'm leaving out that my husband's business went bankrupt and we were getting foreclosure notices at the house and i had twin toddlers at the time and you know we had to skip christmas at one point at least skip the gifts because um right. you know they didn't notice because they were four years old but you know it was tough and, and i felt like like you said, that women our age were going through a lot of the same things. So I wanted to really create a space, you know, a group where we could be there for each other and connect with each other. My motto is connect, encourage, and inspire. And I always try to have a twist on everything I do. And for my networking company, it was the business networking along with the fun that we could have, the glass of wine that we could have, the, the personal connections that we could make. 
I love that that you that you connected both of them because it, it's life, right? Bottom line, it's life. And yeah. women have, that have been through a lot, you know, we do have a similarity. If you're over forty, you've been through your story for forty full years. And as you know, on our site, you see all the women sharing their stories courageously about the trials and tribulations they've been through, the successes, every different experience that's happened. And I think it's powerful that you wanted to create a container for women to connect, especially around networking, but not just like a regular networking organization. And that's kind of what I wanted to get to. How does your networking organization differ? And what's the differentiator? It would be that inspiring connection and feeling that Every woman seems to get, I'm very, very lucky. I'm going to knock on wood right now. (laughs) I've been to events all over the country. I've tried to go to every single launch that we've had. I mean, we have 20 chapters, but gosh, we've probably launched about 40, you know, in, in the past four years. And every event, every single time around the country, it's been the same feeling, that elation of women getting together and helping each other, not cutting each other down and not being competitive. And I mean, we've had women crying in our groups, um, you know, just really bearing their souls and, and that type of thing. Um, but the awesome combination of, you know, also we've had women giving other women jobs when we have at every event, we have every woman, we give everyone an opportunity to stand up and introduce themselves. And when they do that, it's like magic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one time a woman stood up and said, you know, I have a, a I'm a baker and I am trying to get a commercial lease. I've been baking out of my house, you know, for the past eight years, trying to support my husband who's, who's, you know, was, was dying at one point and, and she couldn't get, you know, out of her own way basically because she was helping him and trying to bake and selling things to the neighbors and just trying to help the family. And she said, I'm about to sign a commercial lease, but I'm so scared because this is a huge risk. My husband's just starting to get better. And, you know, she bared her story, sat down and it, about 50 minutes later, someone stood up and pointed at her and said, I'm a restaurateur. I own eight restaurants in the area, and I would like to have all of your baked goods at my restaurant. And it was because of the fact that she brought her baked goods to the meeting (laughs) so that the woman tried it. I think they were gluten-free or something like that. And then she went and signed her commercial lease the next day, and she has a very successful business now in Connecticut. I think it's called Freckled Frosting. And, and, you know, it's those kind of stories that, that make the difference. That really hits me in the heart when you say that, because I mean, if you, if we pull out what happened there for all women, it's, and, and also the example that you're even showing as you're speaking and sharing your story with no shame, it's not who you are. If you lose money, it's not who you are. That doesn't define you at all. Mm -hmm. If, if things happen that are obstacles or failures as, as society would see it in our, in our society, which I don't, um, it's, it's just another learning process. And to hear that woman have, I mean, it takes courage, right? It takes courage to share on our site. It takes courage to stand up in front of a group of women or anyone and share their, someone's fear, but she opened herself up for support. And it sounds like that's what over 40 females does like you, you go there and you get that support and you're uplifted and it's not just networking. 
Right. It's not a one-dimensional, you know, hand your business card over. What do you do? I wonder how I could help you type of thing. It's it's one step further than that. That's great. It's, it's you know, just a helping hand that's almost representing so much more than just a connection or just, you know, trying to take our businesses to another level. Right. So women today, they're obviously extremely challenged with the task of balancing their lives. Uh, and in your opinion, how do we as women address these challenges daily, weekly, annually? How do you do it? Well, a lot of meditation and prayer. <laughs> um you know, it's funny because I actually spoke on a panel uh, a few months ago in New York City about this, and one of the women said, balance? What's that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I think just to admit that I don't think we really can find that balance, so stop looking for it. Just try to do as much as you can to, you know, achieve uh, peace within yourself and your family. Um, I feel that that radiates out and gives more quote unquote balance in your work and, and in the other things that you do. Um, I had a lot of anxiety myself, which actually this is the first time I'm admitting on air, um, <laughs> over the past couple of years, building my business and, and starting the radio show and all that and, and raising twins and, and a stepson. And I realized that if I just start within myself, and, and you just brought this up a few minutes ago, that that's where the core of my strength is. And funny mm -hmm. enough, someone was talking about this just last night in an Over 40 Females event. Start with yourself and find your inner self and, and, and hold on to that because that is really what's going to keep you going along with your faith and courage. I so agree, starting with yourself. And, you know, I'm, I'm busy writing this book about how to find joy and be empowered. And I had an aha yesterday about this very question um, around, you know what? Really, we need to be able to ask the right questions and to be curious about what we value daily. You know, my, my little puppy that I just got has changed my life because he's he's brought me into the present moment. Like, I really enjoy walking my dog every morning. I, I you know, I, I it's a new thing for me. It's not like I'm too busy. I've got so much to do. The, you know, the, the craziness of busyness that a lot of women and, and people, you know, and including me, get caught up in, but mm -hmm. stopping, like you said, and and meditating, and and but also asking those questions. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it took me actually the past three years of a pretty intense spiritual journey to to figure out that stopping and taking care of yourself actually helps you do better and produce more than digging yourself in and just kind of, for me, it was all about work. You know, I'm a natural workaholic. Um, I even was putting off things. I mean, there's a video of me when I first started the company. Um, I was, I had a computer laptop. We just got to Disney world and I was literally on the bus going to the hotel with the laptop in my lap <laughs> because I was trying to, you know, do whatever I was doing because I just got off the plane and I went a few hours without being on the laptop and it was just, you know, I had to do it, had to do it. And, and I just looked at the video and I got kind of sad. I was like, Oh my gosh, what was I doing? But, you know, fortunately I've realized that now as the girls have gotten older and I've had so many more meaningful times. I know to turn that off when I'm with them and I can space it out. And yes, a lot of times when I'm with them, yes, I am working, but there are times when I really just make it 
really precious for all of us. <laughs> I love that you say that. And I, it makes me think of Ariana Huffington. Um, I saw her at Emerging Women Live last year and I interviewed her last year before Emerging Women Live and her book Thrive, I, I read through it. I glanced because, you know, of course, a year ago I was too busy <laughs> to read it. Um, you know, those that need it the most are the ones that don't do it. Um, yeah. and, and so now, though, just those little seeds of hearing her talk and reading more of her book around that pause and around that checking out from technology sometimes check, mm -hmm. you know, but I believe you could take it one step further and ask those questions like, what can I do to customize my life? And what do I value instead of just going, okay, I'm done with technology or I have to follow this rigid plan. It's like, make your own plan. What do you, yeah, you know? well, I, I tried that. I tried to follow a plan, you know, that, like you said, I just cut off emails for 24, 48 hours or whatever. And at the end of that, I just went right back into it and got right back in over my head and, and it didn't work. And, and you're right. There has to be some sort of balance. If, if that's, you know, the word you want to use where, when you're going into the no emails and, and the, the going into it and the coming out of it, it's, it's got to be not such a different step, you know, um, that you're taking. In other words, I feel like we can ease into these transitions a little more to make ourselves feel more at peace with what we're doing. If that makes sense. So true. It's percentages. That's what I call it. It's all in percentages and baby steps <laughs> for me personally. It's like, you know, and, and, and I, I was just talking to this naturopath about my son yesterday and saying, you know what? He might not eat perfectly as a teenager now, but he's hearing it. And there are baby steps. He's hearing me. He's hearing you. So it's like, we don't have to expect our children or ourselves to be this perfection, this idealized perfection that everybody thinks it's just baby steps, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> totally. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> so let's talk about your radio show. Cause I would love to hear what women can hear, what kind of conversations, who you speak to on your radio show and how that is going and evolving. Well, first of all, one of my favorite shows and, and I'm not just saying this because I'm you know you're interviewing me right now but it really was authentically awesome the one that you were on just because you know your journey your company and everything we have so many parents parallels, like you said, and we're all about the women and their stories. And I think it really resonated with a lot of people. And that's, that's really what I wanted to do with what women want it. And it's very parallel with my company over 40 females. So when we throw events, like I told you, it's, it's the fun combining with combined with the education, you know, type of thing. We always like to teach the women things about business, about their spirituality, about finances, health, fashion, all that. But we also like to have fun. So I try to put that into the radio show um, and especially into the title, What Women Want. I feel like it is everything that women want to hear with a twist. Mm. So if we're talking about finances, I want to talk about, you know, the fun we can have about the, with the finances, you know, I want to, I want to keep, <laughs> just keep it going. I had once a, a pastor and a numerologist, you know, talking about their visions of 2015, their prophetic visions. Right. And, it, and I thought that they were going to clash because, astrology, numerology, and, and religion normally don't go together, but <laughs> right. they really found a parallel 
you know, place where they could really agree with each other and, and support each other. And it was really phenomenal. So I really like to try to combine all of those mystical things that we want to understand about. We've had a tarot card reader. She did live tarot readings. And to, um, tonight, actually, I have... Um, a woman who's a TV host, one of the most famous TV hosts down in Atlanta for Atlanta Company, Christine Pallara. Wonderful. She's coming on the show and is going to talk about how she got into the TV industry at 13 years old. And now she's, you know, in her late 40s and she has toddlers and, <laughs> and she's the host of this show. And next week we have... Um, uh, one of the co-founders of Guilt, Alexandra oh, wow. Lucas Wilson. Yeah, wow, that's great. And so I just really want to combine the exciting with the business, with the celebrities, with the you know the prominent CEOs and and entrepreneurs of this country, and you know just really everything that's exciting and that we can learn from. So it sounds like you keep it light, but you kind of also go go into certain questions that uh, remind all of us that no matter if you're one of the Guilt founders or you're just a mom at home and I. I'm not saying just that was bad. You're a mom at home doing incredible work uh, with yeah. um, your children. There's something in common. Everybody has that same thread. You know? Yeah, like we did a show on health, and right. I called it what what you don't want to ask. And I had this <laughs> this doctor come on, a nurse or a doctor and a nutritionist, and we were talking about peeing and pooping and all kinds of things that women don't want to say. They don't want to ask about their bladder after they've had a baby or their, you know, this or that. And we just laid it all out on the table. My co-host couldn't even handle it. She was just, you know, nervous, laughing so hard. But I really want to bring things out into the open that, you know, we need to hear, we want to hear, and we can learn from. And who is your co-host? I, um, I have I guest co-hosts, Oh, you actually. do? Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I like to have, you know, different people co-hosting with me. But one of them um, in particular I use quite a bit. Her name is Helen Powers. Right. And she is actually a fit model mm -hmm. who's been doing it 30 years. And um, she comes on with me. She's also a travel and fashion insider for NBC. And she's been on CNN and, you know, a couple of other TV shows. So it's very exciting because she knows all about the fashion industry. And she's very spiritual. We really try to, to you know, bring that in also. That's fabulous. So what, um, for, to you is your vision for women in the world and their evolution and where we are right now? Like what's your vision for what you're doing, what I'm doing, women sharing courageously, having no shame in 10 years, where do you, where would you like to see women? Well, I think my vision is, is that we need to start right now with the foundation of a woman. So the, uh, as far as the education, the knowledge, the background that they have, I really feel like we are coming out into the spotlight and I want, I want all the women to be prepared. You know, I want them to say the things they want to say without having any kind of, like you said, shame or, or any feelings around it. I'd like them to be educated. I'd like them to be inspired and really just have a solid foundation. So when we do get into these leadership roles as president of the United States or, you know, into Congress or CEOs of large companies, we are ready with not just the great things about being a woman, but also empowered with a lot of other things like finding and supporting our inner selves mm -hmm. and all that goes with it. That's fabulous. It's so true. Um, thank you for that. And you have a motto that you shared with me, live every other day like it's your last. <laughs> 
Yeah. Can you, can you just explain that? Live every other day like it's your last. Well, you know, the, the, the famous saying is live every day like it's your last. But I find that impossible. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think it's not, you know... I think it's intimidating if you try to just, if, if that's your motto, live every, live every day like it's your last. So why don't we shoot for every other day? You know, it's just <laughs> not possible sometimes. You just maybe want to curl up and cry for a day or, or you know, you want to you wanna have a, a, a day where you're being kind of angry and just, a, you know, everything's letting everything get to you type of thing. So if we could just try for every other day, I think we'd be good. <laughs> Yeah, to really allow ourselves to be where we are. I mean, that's why you and I are so aligned. It's it's the core of the work I'm doing with my book and the programs I'm developing and Women for One. It's like, this is where I am today. Can I accept that? Can I just mm-hmm. be in that space? Exactly. It's, exactly. We're not going to have every, every day is not going to be perfect. And I don't think we should strive for that. And how, I, I have to ask this, how did that how did that evolve that concept for you in the modeling industry? Because my my space of the modeling industry and my vision of it, because I did some modeling when I was in college, but it was very uh, few and far between. I just did it for some money and stumbled into it. Um, how does that coincide with the modeling industry? Because of the way they try to be so, you know, have women be so perfect. What do you mean coincide? Like what, how does Live it every other day like it? it's your last when you're, when we're talking about the really letting go of perfection, but yet in the modeling industry, it's all about looking perfect, um, and living up to the idealized image of what, you know, perfect is in our society. How have mm-hmm. you dealt with that? Well, gosh, it's an interesting question. Um, I thought maybe you've gotten it before because you're so real and a lot, you know, and you're so grounded and I I love it because in the industry that I've seen a lot of, and I I get nervous for my daughter, you know, mm -hmm. they're with the eating disorders and being thin and America's next top model and all of these things. It's just, it's challenging for me to understand that that piece so we don't well it's funny because we had a show two weeks ago on Mm -hmm. what women want all about this i had an agent who was a supermodel agent and i had an eating disorder specialist (laughs) and we really just dissected you know what the warning signs are and how the modeling industry is and for me the perfection that the modeling industry requires or, or dictates is, is makeup and hair and, and airbrushing, you know? So <laughs> I, I, I don't, I never idolized it and I, I never thought it was, you know, anything more than that one dimensional type of way of being. Right. Um, if, if you're in the modeling industry, when I, when I was, um, working every day and traveling the country, I, I lived all over the world. You meet, most of the models you meet are, are really real. You know, when they take the makeup off and the ha- and the hair and the and the you know the outfits and everything, they're really real. You know, they they we I used to take uh, Buddhist classes in Italy with a couple of the models, and you know they really appreciate nature and, and everything that's around them. So I think 
how people see it is a lot different than how maybe it really is, in you the know, industry. the people that make it up. Yes, in the industry, it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my perception of it is, I just get nervous for my daughter. It's like, you don't have to look like that. That's not reality, you know, on a magazine. That's not yeah. That's not what she really looks like because of the airbrushing right. and the makeup and the hair and the photography. Right, and being in the industry, I could see that every day. So I didn't get wrapped up in it. But yes, I'm, I'm afraid for my daughter also. The other day I said to one of my daughters, um, I'm so glad that you're swimming because now you're really starting to have an athletic body. I can see the, you know, the muscles coming out and, and it's just, it's, it's, I love it. I'm so excited for her. And she looked at me and went, I don't want that. And I'm like, what, why? And she said, because I don't want to be big. See? Yeah. And I was like, uh, no, that's not, (laughs) everybody wants that type of body, but you know, her perception of it was very different. Right. Yeah. I just thought I'd ask because you've been in the industry for so long and you know, you have this, this empowering organization to support and uplift women and, and young women, upcoming women as well, I'm sure will be part of your organization and on your radio show as well. So I just love hearing from someone that's in the modeling industry because I've never spoken with anybody that's been in it for so long on all the different aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting business. And like I said, I, I, I don't even really love reading, you know, the fashion magazines sometimes because I just know that the girl I see there is not the girl I would see on a casting, <laughs> you know? Right. So, um, yeah, it's a very different world and, and you really have to just take it for what it is. You know, it's all about the glamour, the makeup. And, and then when you get home, I mean, some of these celebrities, the supermodels or even some of the actresses, they don't even go out. You know, they just, they're homebodies and, and they really, you know, that's just what they do. Right. So it's all just an image that's projected. I hear Yeah. That. And I mean, I, I, I'm so skinny still. I'm very lucky. I'm 47 years old and I, I still have, you know, almost high fashion measurements, you know. Um, but I, I'm naturally that way. I eat very, very well. I work out and I just take care of myself. So it's not like I'm still striving to be, you know, like that. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. No, I hear you. It's I'm 47 and I struggle with my weight. I always have since mm-hmm. I was after I had children and I eat healthy and exercise as well. So it's just different body types and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just a whole different learning for each of us. Well, let me tell you, I do get a lot of judging people looking at me and going, oh, she's just got the perfect life. <laughs> oh, I know. Just because Somebody said that last night and I was just like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> little do you know, I almost lost my house and my husband lost his business. And, but whatever. It's fine. And we're still recovering from it from seven years ago. But that's fine. Whatever you, you know. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> get to you a think. place where you're really okay with yeah. other people projecting on you because it really doesn't define you, you know, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> no, yeah. it doesn't matter. So what is one piece of wisdom that you'd most like to share with our community? Your favorite quote or a few words, you know, for women to take away. Oh gosh. Um, I would say, because I have to keep going back to this because that's just what I've been studying and working on and and trying to hone. And it's taken me 44 years Mm -hmm. to learn it. Um, I was raised very religious backgrounds, uh, Christian, and I ended up converting to Judaism when I got married. And now in my life, for me, in my opinion, it's all totaling, it's all amounting, I guess, to a well-rounded spirituality. Mm 
I, I love everybody's vision and opinion of how they think it should be, but I feel like we are really celebrating one God and one spirit. And I just feel like that if, like you said, when we work on our inner selves, that's where we should start. And just, I wish everyone right now would just, especially women, take a step back and breathe for a minute and, and realize that. Yes, I love that. Because I did not do that and I could not see it. And when people told me to relax or rest or take take some time, I was like, you're crazy. Like, I it was really, what? That's not going to fix it. <laughs> but I mean, I just, I actually, we just released a newsletter and I wrote about it. The power of the pause. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I was like, pause. I don't have time to pause. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. And I mean, and, and that's not the way to be people. It's not the way to be. No, it's, it's really about breathing, checking in with yourself is what I'm hearing you say and pausing and a, yep. a dear, dear friend of mine that I just went away for a week with, um, told me that. And she went through breast cancer and she's 50 now. She's this beautiful woman inside and out. And she just said from now on, no matter what, I always pause before I'm asked, I, when I'm asked to do something, even if I'm excited about it, not just, you know, not just the ones where you're like, oh, obligation, but even mm -hmm. when I'm excited, I pause and I say, let me get back to you. So you're honoring your own space. And I love mm -hmm. that. I love that. Yeah, I'm holding, actually holding a book right now called Pink Lemonade from a woman that I interviewed on the What Women Want, and her name is Martha Lanyard, and same thing. She went through breast cancer and, and a lot of extreme, uh, you know, debilitating things in her life, and she wrote on the first page, find joy in every day, and I thought, oh, I do, we do need to be reminded of that. <laughs> every single day. I love it. So that's it, finding joy in every day and taking a deep breath and starting with our inner selves. I, yeah. could, I could totally talk to you forever, Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I feel the same about you. You're terrific. Yeah, so it's been wonderful to have you. And I, we will have all of your information up on this interview on our site, your bio, where to find Judy for all of our community. You can go to what, what can you give the different URLs that people could go to? Sure. Um, my personal URL is judygoss.com. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-S-S dot -S com. And then we have What Women Want Talk Radio, which is on latalkradio.com. And you just have to find the show What Women Want. Or over40females.com, which is over40females.com. Thank you so much, Kelly. Oh, thank you so much for speaking with us today. And I wish you all the best. And um, just to clarify, women can go, or women and men can go, and look and listen to radio shows from the past as well, correct? Yes, yes. we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for reminding me. I always forget to say that. <laughs> no, because it's great. But, yeah, you can kind of run, yeah, I'm very excited. It. Yeah, so uh, go check Judy out. I should definitely consider part of our tribe at Women for One, and just Thank really you. honored to speak with you. Take care. I Thank feel the same. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks, everyone. Bye.